This hearing is in Ray ICAP Enterprises Inc. Case number 23-01243. The matters before the court today is a status conference and not another hearing. A motion on bidding procedures identified in the case docket as ECF 187. A motion to authorize um, for appointment of independent directors. That's ECF number 210. Motion to shorten time, 221. On the line, on behalf of the debtors, we have Dakota Pierce. Good morning, Your Honor. Julian Gruley. Good morning, Your Honor. And Kellen Terrazzi. Good morning, Your Honor. On behalf of the committee, Jason Wax. Good morning, Your Honor. Gary Dyer, on behalf of the U.S. Trustee. Good morning, Your Honor. Vadim Rubenstein, on behalf of Serene Investments Management. Good morning, Your Honor. Paul Ressa, on behalf of Creditor Sue. Good morning, Your Honor. John Ducey, on behalf of Anthony and Sandra Diesel. Good morning, Your Honor. Happy holidays. And Jihoo Wang, on behalf of Final Life Industrial Corporation. Good morning, Your Honor. Alan Benson, on behalf of Hugo Smith and Associates. Good morning, Your Honor. Is there anyone else on this call that I did not identify? Uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, my name is Greg Brunsey. I am with Holt Cliff Helms. I have interest in the stalking horse. Hey, Madam Clerk, this is Lance Miller, the Chief Restructuring Officer. This hearing is being recorded. Please Good afternoon, everyone. I hope you're all doing well today. Um, so we have a couple of motions set for hearing. Um, I wanted to do just a little bit of a clean housekeeping regarding our uh, schedule and calendar at the end. Um, but we, before we do that, um, I always like to give debtors council a chance to provide a general case status update. I did read uh, the status report that was filed yesterday afternoon, um, which made sense and seemed uh, very straightforward. But um, Mr. Gooley, if you'd like to uh, preview anything or otherwise address anything else beyond um, the motions uh, on the docket today, I'd be happy to hear from you. Thank you, Your Honor. For the record, Julian Gooley of Buckhalter for the debtors. Your Honor, uh, very briefly, um, in connection with drafting the status report yesterday afternoon and looking at it again this morning, I, I agree with you, Your Honor. It's pretty much limited to what we have uh, to be heard today. So um, I think we could deal with those when we get to them. Um, Your Honor, I would tell you that uh, just generally speaking, in these cases, the debtors under Mr. Miller's direction um, and the direction of the debtors' new independent board of directors, which we'll talk about, a bit later today, continue to work as expeditiously and efficiently as possible on the main case action items uh, that we outlined for Your Honor at the first day hearing, uh, which of course include um, the real property analysis um, and uh, ultimate liquidation, which the FENSA bidding procedures, which is also to be heard today, um, is sort of the leading edge of. Um, as well as the investigation, Your Honor, that will, um, I think, provide answers for the court, uh, stakeholders, creditors, and investors in these cases. And as we've described previously, Your Honor, 
uh, our hope is underpin what will be a largely consensual um, is our goal plan of liquidation um, in these cases. Um, by way of preview, Your Honor, we didn't mention this in the status report, but in talking internally with our team yesterday afternoon, um, we anticipate, Your Honor, filing at the end of this week, uh, hopefully tomorrow, um, an additional ex-party uh, motion for authority to serve out additional 2004 uh, document requests um, and schedule 2004 depositions. Um, these are uh, aimed at additional parties that were involved in what we've described as the Colpitt Sunset Terrace transaction, which I know we've spoken a bit with Your Honor about and is one of the sort of more pressing investigation pieces that we're looking into um, given the size and sort of late uh, late nature of that transaction relative to the filing of these cases. Um, so those, uh, that will be, as I say, Your Honor, by separate ex party motion, hopefully filed tomorrow, um, and then we'll get those uh, 2004 requests out to those uh, recipients, assuming Your Honor uh, authorizes the same. Um, Your Honor, in terms of today's schedule, uh, I am planning to handle the independent director motion, and my colleague, Kalaturazi, will handle the exhibiting procedures. And then that's all I have for updates, Your Honor. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Blue. That all, uh, all makes good sense. Um, so why don't we jump into the motion so that first uh, matter set for hearing today, the court has previously shortened time, is the uh, debtor's request for serious bid procedures, a sale hearing, and related relief um, for the uh, bidding process relating to the Senza Kenmore property. And the court has reviewed the motion and the timeline. Um, there were not any objections filed. I have a few minor comments in the order, but um, I'll give anyone who would like to be heard a chance to be heard. But uh, before I do that, um, Mr. Krause, any um, amplification or comments the debtors uh, would like to provide? Oh, thank you, Your Honor. Uh, Khaled Krause on behalf of the debtors, and uh, there's nothing to add, I think, with the um, update that we put in the status report related to, you know, the creating the record there and with your brief comments there, uh, no objections were received. So unless Your Honor had any particular uh, questions or comments, and we would take whatever comments you have to the order, of course. Okay, very good. Uh, thank you, Mr. Trevi. Um, would uh, anyone on the phone like to be heard relating to the debtor's um, request for approval of these uh, bid procedures and the sale process? Uh, yes, Your Honor, this is Alan Benson. Uh, I represent Hugh, Gold, Hugh G. Goldsmith and Associates, one of the lien holders on the property. I apologize. We didn't. Uh, we did not file a response. We don't have any objection to any of the things, anything, any of the terms of the sale. We just we would ask that a, an additional line be added to the order that the mechanics liens be paid out from the cash proceeds at closing. It seems like um, that's a more expeditious process um, than rather than holding on to the cash proceeds and letting everybody fight over or, over that. It just seems like an unnecessary delay. Thank you, Castle. Um, I understand the issue. I think what the debtors will say is that today I'm just approving the bid procedures and that the disposition of the sale proceeds should go in a 
order that'll come later in March, um, or perhaps earlier if there's no other bidders. Um, but uh, Mr. Crosby, I don't know if you've had a chance to discuss or think about this issue, or if you just prefer to defer it to the sale hearing next year. Uh, we we had not, Your Honor. Um, we we hadn't heard from counsel, but obviously no criticism there. We just um, hadn't heard anything uh, to that effect yet, and we were considering that as uh, you refer to them as down the road issues as opposed to today issues. But you know we can connect on that over the next few weeks, and um, you know uh, ideally handle that as part of the sale process as opposed to the bidding procedures process. Okay. Uh, did does that make sense for the attorney who's raising concerns about this? So just so the record's clear, I'm, I'm not approving any sales today. All I'm approving is just a timeline and a process for the debtors to conduct um, a sale process and potentially solicit additional bidders. If necessary, hold an auction for the process. We'll have a future hearing regarding the sale, um, and all, all parties' rights are fully reserved with respect to of the actual sale. So if there are objections to the price or objections to where the money goes, um, those uh, are, are, I'm not intending and I don't believe I'm doing anything uh, today if I grant this motion that would foreclose anyone from raising those issues down the road. Understood. Thank you, Your Honor. Okay. Um, would anyone else on the line like to be heard uh, today regarding this motion? Okay. Um, well, as I indicated, the, the timeline certainly seems reasonable and appropriate under the circumstances. Um, it's a fairly typical uh, overbid process and construct um, that will, if other interested parties are out there, we'll give them an opportunity to show up. Um, we'll have an auction if necessary, and we'll have a further sale hearing. So the court is uh, prepared to grant the motion and um, enter this order. Just a couple minor nits, and I need to give you a few dates. And then some additional dates will need to get filled in, just keying off of today's hearing. So on page two of the proposed form of order, uh, the beginning of paragraph B on the findings on line 14, there's that singular getter that should be plural there. Um, page five, uh, paragraph 14, I think these are the dates um, you'll need from me, so why don't we do Monday, March 4th of 2024 as the sale hearing date, and the sale objection deadline can be uh, a week prior to that, so February 26th. Um, does that work, Mr. Crosby, with the auction timeline? I know sometimes the deadlines can get a little hinky in terms of when the auction's happening and the relative to the objection deadline, but uh, if, if you think that works, that works for the court. Uh, I believe that works, Your Honor. Yes, thank you. Okay. So March 4th uh, at 10 o'clock a.m. Um, will be the sale hearing on February 26th. On the before uh, noon Pacific time will be the uh, deadline to object. Um, final comment, just a couple more minor myths. Uh, paragraph 17 on page 6, line... 23 of the proposed order, um, there's an it determines that it's sole discretion that uh, I think both, it should be they determine, drop the S and determines, and then there since it's multiple debtors. That was it. Um, 
Anything else relating to that motion or order, Mr. Craig? Uh, that is all. Thank you, Ron. All right. All right, so let's turn next to, uh, we'll first take up the debtor's motion short in time to consider the independent director's motion today. Um, I have to say, Ms. Gula, I, I uh, give the debtor's points for enthusiasm and creativity with the uh, basis for shortening time being so that the debtors will be able to kick off uh, 2024 at full steam. That was, uh, I, I, I think, a creative uh, reason for shortening time, but um, would anyone on uh, on the phone uh, like to be heard relating to the debtor's request to shorten time so that the underlying motion could be heard today? Okay. Um, so again, that's uh, an enthusiastic uh, point for enthusiasm in the motion, but uh, given given uh, the timing of the filing of the underlying motion relative to today's hearing and what. Uh, likely will be uncontested uh, request for relief and the fact that um, part of the governance issues are being driven by um, the U.S. trustees' concerns relating to uh, having someone supervise the CRO um, consistent with the DAX protocol. Uh, the court concludes that shortening time so that the underlying motion can be heard today is appropriate. We'll grant the debtor's motion to uh, shorten time. All right, so turning to the underlying motion, um, the court has reviewed the motion. Uh, there were no objections filed. Um, the uh, request to shorten time contemplated that objections may be interposed at today's hearing. I did have just one comment on the order, but um, Mr. Gooley, why don't I hear from you first if there's anything the debtors would like to amplify and then if anyone uh, would like to object or otherwise be heard to the motion, they'll have a chance to do so. Thank, thank you, Your Honor. For the record, Julian Garulli of Buckhalter for the debtors. Your Honor, and thank you for granting our uh, motion to shorten time. We we do pride ourselves on being nothing if not enthusiastic. So um, I think that was sufficient basis, and thank you, Your Honor. Um, Your Honor, I, I don't have much to add um, in addition to what we laid out in the motion and Mr. Miller's declaration which is at docket number 211. Um, Your Honor, as you described, uh, the impetus of this motion was in part driven, at least at the outset, by Mr. Dyer and his office's uh, concerns under the J. Alex protocol. As you note, um, as we uh, were discussing those issues with Mr. Dyer, I think it became clear to us and Mr. Miller that I think these cases would really benefit from having um, an independent board as well, given that host of issues that we're going to be confronting here. Um, I would tell you, Your Honor, that personally I'm very, very pleased, encouraged. We had um, very recently our first formal board meeting with the new two board members. Um, they are, as you saw in the motion, Your Honor, uh, Craig Barbarosh, who I know Your Honor knows from, um, probably from practice, um, and if not from practice, from some of his other uh, independent board experience, including the Yesterday Ranches case, where he was one of the three independent board members. He obviously has a wealth of experience in restructurings um, and coming from the, the legal uh, side of the table. Um, in addition, uh, the board is comprised of John Mabella, who your honor may be familiar with, but he is a, a partner at J. Alex. Um, He's a CPA, has a wealth of 
forensic accounting experience and dealing dealings with regulators and the like. Well, I think the sort of combination of those two uh, CVs, Your Honor, which were attached to the motion, really are going to be a huge benefit to the, to the debtors in this case, um, and ultimately to the process that we're trying to execute here. Um, so with that, Your Honor, um, the debtors would request and submit that there's ample grounds for the relief requested under Code Sections 105A and 363, um, and request entry of the order. Thank you. Very good. Uh, thank you, Mr. Cooley. Um, is there anyone on the phone who opposes uh, the relief requested um, in the debtor's motion? Gary uh, Dyer here, Your Honor. I don't oppose the relief. I simply want to uh, thank uh, Mr. Guruli and his team in working collaboratively to get to uh, a resolution that is um, that works in this particular setting uh, of facts and in this case. And, just wanted to make that part of the record for today's hearing. Thank you, Your Honor. Thank you, Mr. Dyer. I, I, I appreciate that, and I certainly understand the governance concerns that the U.S. Trustee's Office raised. That she asked for the fall, of course, isn't binding on the courts necessarily, but um, I understand the reason behind it and, and uh, makes a lot of sense. And one thing I'll just note um, in connection with uh, this motion, but kind of more broadly, um, is I think uh, the debtors have structured the um, governance here to avoid the problem we had come up midstream in the Easter Day cases involving uh, the pre-petition principles attempting to kind of retake over the debtors. I did see that Mr. Christensen's um, resignation uh, from the from the board is, is is irrevocable. So unlike the Easter Day case, there's not really a mechanism for him to attempt to come back. I know that those issues were ultimately settled in East today, but um, uh, it, it looks like in this case we've structured things in a way that um, we'll be avoiding even the possibility of that fight, which uh, I, I think probably makes sense. Um, Mr. Wax, would the uh, counsel for the uh, creditors committee like to be heard at all relating to this motion? Uh, no, Your Honor, nothing further to add. Okay. And just to be clear, the committee supports uh, or at least doesn't oppose the motion and, and is on board with the uh, proposed compensation for the independent directors? That's correct, Your Honor. Okay. Um, all right. Well, uh, the court is prepared to go ahead and grant this motion. Um, the court agrees that having Mr. Barbarash and Mr. LaBelle involved um, will be helpful. They will bring experience and expertise involved, and it is a cleaner governance structure to have um, a board that's supervising uh, Paladin to the extent necessary and providing an additional layer of uh, decision making. And um, here, much like the Easter days, I think that debtors uh, are tasked as being the proverbial honest broker and moving the cases forward towards the resolution, and the independent directors will help them do that. Uh, the compensation seems generally appropriate, is likely market, and consistent with what the court approved um, for the independent directors in the Easter Day cases. Uh, the committee supportive and the U.S. trustee, um, Office of the U.S. trustee at least, is not opposing the proposed compensation. Um, my only comment on the order, Mr. Julie, is on page uh, three, 
the second full paragraph, this is the gatekeeping provisions. Um, the paragraph starting, it's further ordered that no person or entity make mental claim or cause of action of any kind. There's a the final sentence in that paragraph says the court will have sole jurisdiction and power to adjudicate any such claim. So my general philosophy on this is I'm happy preserving jurisdiction and I may have a, some scenario in which some sort of claims being asserted against the independent directors and I determine it's appropriate for that to go forward so it meets the standard, the gatekeeping standard. Um, I, I may retain jurisdiction over that lawsuit, but um, I'm not going to bind myself to that today necessarily. Um, I may, you know, and we're talking about hypotheticals, but I may decide that whatever's at issue, if collateral claims have been asserted, they should be pursued in federal district court or state court somewhere or, or who knows, um, but not necessarily in bankruptcy court. So, so I would just ask that you strike the word sole from that last paragraph. Yes, Your Honor. That makes sense. Thank you. Um, otherwise, the order looks good. Uh, the relief sought is appropriate, and the court will enter, uh, grant the motion, and enter an order with that uh, one minor revision. All right. Um, the only other thing I wanted to cover today is just a, a quick calendaring. We do technically have on calendar for next week an omnibus hearing and status conference on the 27th. Um, we don't have anything set for hearing that day. Um, I did hear there'll be a forthcoming um, additional Rule 2004 um, request, which can be granted on an ex-party basis without the need for a hearing. So, uh, Ms. Cooley, do the debtors think we need to keep that hearing next week? Or And I know it's, you know, the last week of the year, often people like to pick that off. Um, I'd be happy to strike it, but if, if there's a reason to keep it, we can keep it on calendar. Thank you, Your Honor. For the record, Julian Garulli. Your Honor, I don't I don't believe we have a reason to keep that hearing date. We're not anticipating filing anything, which obviously at this point would be on an emergency basis to be heard that date. And I believe, Your Honor, we have a, an additional status conference on the date on January 9th, you know, pretty soon after the holidays, also in the new year. So I, I think we could, um, if it's fine with the court, uh, the December 27th. Okay, uh, that that makes sense. Uh, the court will strike um, the December 27th uh, hearing from the calendar. And uh, you're correct, our next uh, scheduled hearing is January 9th of next year at 10.30 uh, a.m. All right, anything uh, further today um, from, from the debtors? No, Your Honor, thank you. Um, I hope Your Honor um, and your family and the court's uh, staff have a happy holidays and uh, restful uh, December, closing out the year, and a happy new year. Thank you, Mr. Gouley. Um Anything further from anyone else on the phone? All right. Well, I appreciate everyone's uh, time today. I also hope uh, everyone has a safe and enjoyable um, conclusion to uh, 2023. I imagine uh, 2024 will be an interesting year, including in the context of these cases. And I look forward to the debtors now uh, being able to kick off the new year at full steam consistent with the uh, um, statement in the, in the motion short in time. Thank you, everyone. Have a great rest of the day. The court will stand in recess until 2 o'clock p.m. Thank you. Thank you.